Alrighty, good morning everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday morning and we are continuing our devotionals through the Psalms and this is really interesting. So I forgot to mention this on Monday but Psalm 73 to Psalm 83 are by a guy called Asaph and they're called mascals and we're not really sure what a mascal is. It's a musical or a literary term. So he writes these 10 Psalms and again history is not super clear on who Asaph was we presume Asaph was a guy who served David. He is mentioned, and Asaph is mentioned uh, as serving as one of the musicians and worship guys in David's tabernacle. He was probably around during Solomon's time, and then after that, even lived quite a long life, and so probably lived to see the best and the worst of Israel, to see the best times when David was king towards the end of David's reign, and then Solomon at the height, and then to see it begin to fall apart and see nations come in and begin to attack Israel. And so he's got real width to his understanding or what he's seen in Israel. And, and you see that a lot in the Psalms. And so today in Psalm 74, we see that specifically. So I'm going to just read little bits out of the Psalm because it's quite long. And then um, kind of have a bit of a look and see what we can learn from it. So from verse 1, it says, Oh God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep of your pasture? Remember the nation you pur purchased long ago, the people of your inheritance who you redeemed. Mount Zion, where you dwell, turn your steps towards these everlasting ruins. All this destruction the enemy has brought on the sanctuary. Your foes roared in the place where you met with us. They have set up their standards as signs. They behaved like men wielding axes to cut through a thicket of trees. They smashed all the carved paneling with their axes and hatchets. They burnt your sanctuary to the ground and they defiled the dwelling place of your name. They said in their hearts, we will crush them completely. They burnt every place where God was worshipped in the land. We are given no signs from God. No prophets are left. None of us knows how long this will be. How long will the enemy mock you, God? Will the foe revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the folds of your garment and destroy them. But God is my king from long ago. He brings salvation on the earth. And so today I'd like to talk about the, just the, the strength that Asaph had because of the context that he had over time. And, and this thought is kind of my central thought for this morning's devotional is the importance of knowing the hand of God or having experienced the hand of God firsthand. So Asaph had been around during the good days, right? When David was winning and Solomon was running around wiping everyone out. When he begins to talk about the carved paneling, he says that they, um, they smashed all the carved paneling with their axes and hatchets. Like he was there. When Solomon built the tabernacle, when he built the temple, sorry, there was a tabernacle under David and then this temple, this beautiful temple that was built under Solomon's reign. He was there when they built that temple. He was one of the musicians who served in that temple. So he would have walked around. He would have known each panel of wood intimately. He would have known each thing that had happened in there. He had a firsthand knowledge and appreciation and love for the temple of God. It was because it was his home base. It was the place he was regularly you know, um, when I was growing up, there was on the back of our toilet door and there was a scratch on the back of the toilet door that looked like a catapult. And it, just the way it had been scratched, it looked like a little catapult and it looked like the catapult was flicking. It looked like a rock was busy flying in the air, just the way it had been scratched out of the paint. And I remember that, like that door, that little scratch on that door, it stuck out to me. It, it was one of the things that I was like, I knew I was at my house. So a bit of a random example, but what I mean, you know, so while I was sitting on the loo, I'd always look, oh, there's the catapult, you know. I just noticed things like that. And Asaph would have known every piece of carved paneling in that. That's why he mentions it. When he talks about the sanctuary, it's a place that's precious to him. 
And so when he talks about what the enemy has done, he's it's like a personal loss to him that that sanctuary, his place with God and, and his um, the meeting place and what God had built that had been taken to the ground and these people who come in so arrogantly and destroyed, he kind of takes that so um, so personally. And so when he cries out to God, he's like, but God, like we don't have this place to meet with you anymore. You know, wake up from your rest. What on earth is going on? And um, But he gets down to this verse in verse 12. He says, but God is my king from long ago. He brings salvation on the earth. And this is the thought, friends, that I don't know if it's possible for us to be able to stand in the middle of the storms if we are people who are used to living far off from God. And what I mean by that is that if the only thing we ever used to is going to God in the middle of the crisis, so when the panels are being burnt, when our relationship with God is on the line, when it feels like our life is on the line and stuff's going on, if that's our home base and that's what we th- we used to living at that distance from God, I think it's very it, it's very difficult to actually co- to come to God with any sense of faith. But if I know that, and if I have cultivated this place with God, a place of intimacy and a place of spending time with Him, I know the carved panels of my time with God. I know my when I spend time in the Word, it's become precious to me. Then in the rough times, when I feel like I've lost that, and I feel like the enemy's come in, and circumstances come in to take it away, I have something to go back to God and say, but Lord, I remember this. It was so precious to me. I want that again. I want this time with you. Rather than, God, just try and fix things so that I can carry on with my own life. Um, it's too late to try patch up our prayer life in the middle of a crisis. And it's too late to attempt to believe what the Bible says when I've got used to, I've lived my whole life believing what I want to believe. And so can I encourage you today? And, and throw this to you. Just like Solomon built this incredible tabern- this incredible temple with, with God. What about you for yourself? To be able to take the time and to be able to cultivate a, re- cultivate a space with God. Cultivate a, an environment with God where it's precious for you. Just to take a bit of time. To see our quiet times and our time with God as precious moments. We're able to build something beautiful where we go to meet with Him. Because friends, it stands us in good stead in the middle of the storm. Hope that's been helpful. Can't wait to see you tomorrow morning.